0: Hey, this is Evergreen, where our stories never go out of season.
1: I'm Caleb, and I'm an audio engineer, and that's Mitchell, and I'm a journalist. And here we explore the one constant that brings us all together, storytelling. So sit back and relax and enjoy our 10th episode of Evergreen. Hey guys, hope you're having a good one out there. Uh, I'm having a good one. What about you, Caleb? I'm having a good one. Okay, cool. Awesome. This is our 10th episode of Evergreen. Amazing. You might even call this our first feature-length episode. Yeah, this time we're actually
0: kind of putting all the pieces together. And so, in this episode, we actually have an Evertail and a McTalk. So that's going to be pretty cool. And this week, our Evertail guest storyteller is Emma, actually. Hi. She's been working on this story for a long time, and so
1: we're really excited to hear it. So without further ado... Let the story begin.
2: The night was slowing down, and I was washing glasses to the dim hum of semi-drunken chatter mixed with the occasional grunt or deep, groggy laugh. This right here was my favorite part of every evening when the men at the bar would give up their attempts to flatter me and the women would realize I wasn't interested in their excited babble. Eventually, they would all move on. The regulars had long ago accepted my silence the same way you accept blue eyes or brown eyes or a scar on the chin, a fixed trait and one that meant no particular offense. This was the break in the evening where I could settle into myself without distraction, fall away from the constant interaction and into menial tasks like sinking into an armchair after a day of hard physical labor. I finished drying a whiskey glass and held it up to the light for better inspection and I thought it looked quite nice. The way the light reflected and changed shape as I spun the glass back and forth in my fingers. I let it shine through and onto my arm I made a dance on the wall. I thought of that Wallace Stevens poem I heard at a funeral from the speaker with the baritone voice. Light the first light of evening as in a room in which we rest and for small reason think the world imagined is the ultimate good. I set the glass down on the bar just to look at it, pleased with it and I saw so gorgeously how the light chose to sit right on the edge of the glass, and I thought instantly of sitting at the edge of a pool of water somewhere far away, about to dip in my feet. Then the light flickered and I was brought back. I frowned. It flickered again. I looked up at the bulb in the hanging fixture, straight into the source with eyes wide, willing it to flicker again. Speak again, speak again, and then a flicker. I moved into action fast, crawled up onto the bar, and reached my fingers up and towards the bulb, but my nails tapped pathetically against it, not quite able to reach. Stupid high ceilings. It flickered again, and this time it felt like a teasing giggle. "Hun, what are you doing? came a rough voice from below, sounding concerned and not really interested all at once. I made one more futile reach and then hopped off and around the bar to grab an unoccupied stool. I heaved it up and onto the bar, directly below the fixture, then lifted myself up again. Sat myself on the stool and lifted my legs up. Started to put myself carefully into a standing position. The rough voice now sounded actually concerned. Hun? Sweetheart, what are you doing? I need to reach it, to touch it, to hear it, I thought in answer. Standing up on the stool, I was now taller than I needed to be for the job and I took the hanging lamp into my hands and pointed it toward my face. The light was incredible and the bar below turned black and the questioning voices below were small hums that were embracing the call of the bulb as I embraced the lamp in my arms. And the bulb hummed at me too, softly and then louder and then louder but always steady and always beautiful. The heat warmed in my torso, and I stared into the bulb until everything was turning red, but still I stared, and the surrounding hum grew a bit louder, and the bulb, the light, it looked directly at me, and it was screaming, it was screaming at me, but exactly what it was trying to say, I couldn't quite grasp, couldn't quite hear, and I needed to, I needed to, and I felt myself at the point of this cone of light at the epicenter with the hums below, a pillar that held me up, and I heard the poet saying in a deep, deep baritone. How high that highest candle lights the dark. And I heard it over and over and over again. How high that highest candle lights the dark. How high that highest candle lights the dark. And for half a second I thought, I think I'll go to France. And I saw an image of a little light bulb atop the Eiffel Tower. And then again, the steady call of how high that highest candle lights the dark. How high that highest candle lights the dark. How high. And then I was plummeting and the hum was gone. And for a moment, complete silence. And all was red, and I was falling, falling through red, 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 and the hum was gone, my light was gone, my call was gone, but I was elated, and then a crash, and then a scream of several different screams, and one was mine, and there was so much pain. When I opened my eyes, I was staring at the Eiffel Tower. A painting of the Eiffel Tower, hung on a pale blue wall, of which my view was somewhat hindered by my leg, which was wrapped in a massive cast and elevated on two pillows that sat atop the flimsy blue sheets of the hospital bed on which I lay. My leg was the centerpiece of the room, and I realized now that it was screaming at me, And the tower was telling me everything would be okay, that everything was just fine, fine, fine. And my leg was telling the painting to shut up. And the tower was hurt. And a nurse came in and asked if I needed anything. And asked again and asked again and left looking concerned when I would not answer, but instead stared straight ahead at my own little Eiffel Tower and my leg screamed at me to look away, that it was not art, but just a copy of art, and to pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, because we're fucked. And the copy told me to just relax, and the leg gave myself and it the final warning not to freaking dare. And then the fluorescent light above flickered. The light flickered. And I swear I saw it glint against the glass of the painting right at the very top of the tower.
0: Thank you so much for staying with us through these last 10 episodes of Evergreen. It's amazing, honestly. And for those who don't know, Emma has been working on this story, I think, all week, maybe all last two weeks, and it was
1: super exciting to finally get to hear it. So thanks again, Emma.
2: Yeah, dude, don't mention it.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That line about blue eyes, is one of my favorite lines I think I've ever heard. Also, if anyone out there wants to be a part of an Evertale, like actually write a story for us, let us know. You can find us on Twitter or you can... Uh, Send us an email, if you still do that, at evergreencast at gmail.com. We're, we're always looking for guest storytellers. And speaking
0: of that, we actually have to choose the topics for our next tale for next time. So do you want
1: to roll those numbers? Sure, no time like the present. Uh, let me take a look-see over here. 37. Okay, that is angels. All
0: right, um, 84. The United States of America
1: united states and angels easy that's easy um okay and why don't you pick one last one okay uh let's go with number one tomb raiders okay (laughs) tomb raiders and uh that is uh that is uh that comes to us from valerie so uh thanks val for for that topic I, i guess we'll see how that one works
0: out and yeah again if any of you want to be a part of writing this story or write the entire thing just let
1: us know and you can have the floor Oh and Emma, if there's uh, anywhere that people can get a hold of you or interact with you online, uh, feel free to feel free to plug yourself. Go for it.
2: I don't really have a lot of anything, but I do have an Instagram that's uh, super cringe worthy and unfiltered, and I think that's kind of fun. Uh, it's uh, my last name, which is M-U-N-D-O-R-F-F with a um oh my god, what do you call those? An underscore. So it's Mundorf underscore. That's my Instagram if you like a uh, Weird selfies and uh, existential crises.
0: Well, awesome. You know, actually, all this talk about Paris really segues perfectly into our talk for today, which Mitch and I will be discussing how storytelling kind of affects and, and, and sometimes even <laughs> damages our expectations of traveling. And uh, we're going to be sharing some of our own personal stories with
1: that. So I guess stay tuned for that. So grab a cup of coffee and uh, join us for an off-the-cuff conversation.
0: So I have been to Paris. Oh, you're such a globetrotter. Okay, well, I've been to Paris one time, and I will say that Paris, my, France. Paris, the only Paris that I can think of. I actually don't know, but um, yes, Paris, France. Okay. And most of my um, my expectations. When I went there, were based on the movie Midnight in Paris. Well, okay, let me say this: I was hoping that it would be the most like Midnight in Paris. They were my expectations that I wanted it to
1: have. I mean, it's, it is a it is a gorgeous film. The first like yeah. the opening ten minutes are literally just shots of people walking the streets of Paris in the rain. So yeah, and and the whole point of that movie is that one of the characters
0: goes out. He's dealing with a lot of stress in his life, so he goes out at midnight and he walks the street of Paris, and it's romantic and it's wonderful and beautiful and. I love that movie, and I was super excited. To I mean, I'm kind of like that when it comes to traveling um, in general. If there's a movie or a story that's based on that location or that's in that location, I try to take advantage of that and try to, you know, and re- recreate that story on my trip. When I was in uh, New Orleans recently, um, well, not recently at all, but I was in New Orleans once.
1: Such a globe trotter. <laughs>
0: I listened to uh, down in... Uh, what's that one song for Princess and the Frog? Uh, Dreams Do Come True in New Orleans. And I was like... I was so excited because... I, I don't know. So- Gosh, you, Randy Newman, and Woody Allen just <laughs> hanging out apparently over here. I know. It's a little weird. Okay. But the the point is... I was so excited to walk the streets of Paris at midnight. I mean, and, who wouldn't be? Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? But that was kind of the, the thing. Eiffel
1: Tower, the streets, the bakeries, yeah, the wine. I mean, I I have not been there, so to me, it's all still romantic, like rose-colored lenses for me. Um, I I, I what about you? How was your experience? <laughs> How'd it go? How'd it go, man?
0: No, exactly. Oh uh, God. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're. Yeah no I okay when I went it was it was great it was everything that I hoped for sort of but I do have a funny story um, I went with my girlfriend well she was already there she had been studying abroad in Europe in general for globe <laughs> trotter for four months and so she was kind of already used to the whole Europe thing I've never been to Europe so when I went it was a few summers ago I went I was still super stoked after like three days four days I was still super excited about everything there and so one night, I, I, well, I kept nagging, like, hey, let's stay up, let's stay up super, super late, let's let's go walk the streets of Paris at night, and she was like, I mean, it's okay, I mean, Europe kind of is, I mean, it's just like anywhere else I mean, she'd night. already been doing she's, it. She, she has tons of appreciation for it, but she's already been doing it for four months, and so, finally, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take it into my own hands. So, one night, she was exhausted, and, and and I was just like, I do not want to miss this experience, and in the movie Midnight in Paris, he leaves his, his fiancé, and he goes off by himself and finds himself in Paris, and so you had to go be Owen Wilson. I had, you had to, to go be, You had to go do it. I had just, to go wow, be Owen look at Paris. <laughs> and I left um, the Airbnb and I went down to the cobblestone streets and it was like 11.30 p.m. and I walked past a little shop and I got uh, some bread and cheese and there was wine that was being sold for like the cheapest I could have ever imagined and it, it, was, it was amazing. And I got all my stuff together and I started walking and I got on this bridge, and I looked out at the Eiffel Tower, and I actually started feeling like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. So I took my phone out, because I have to obviously document this, because I have to for some reason, and I was starting to p- take pictures of it, and midnight struck. Midnight in Paris. And on the actual stroke of midnight, I was looking at the Eiffel Tower, and it the lights shut off. They, they what? <laughs> and I looked around, and I, and I was looking, and you could barely see the Louvre. And the Louvre lights shut off. And the bridge lights, the lights that I was on the bridge, shut off. Everything in Paris... Okay, I'm not just... I don't know if it's like this all the time, but from my experience, everything shut off at midnight. And it was like... <laughs> it's like a cruel joke. It was everything that I was hoping for f- about the midnight in Paris thing. It didn't exist. Paris shuts down at midnight. And so... I, I finished my food. I drank my wine. I ate my bread. I ate my cheese, and I walked back. And I was like, okay. So
1: well, you got your midnight in Paris I went to bed. I don't know. Oh my gosh! I mean, okay. Well, to be fair, I've never been to okay. Paris, France. That's fine. I have been to Paris, Las Vegas. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. It's the yeah, It's the exact same thing. It's got an Eiffel Tower. I mean, on the topic of Paris, yes. Yeah, on sure. the on the top of the building, yes. It's a casino. For those of you who don't know, Paris Paris Las Vegas is a casino. It's right next to the Venetian, I believe. And uh, so I went, this actually a couple weeks ago, I, uh, last month, I went and I I wanted your experience as well. I'll, I guess I'll be fair. I can't make fun of you too much. You I wanted, mean, you i wanted, were going, the,
0: you were, okay, you were going to
1: Vegas to try to get your experience of Midnight in Paris? No, 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 no. I was going for Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little more casino, maybe a little Goodfellas. I, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I I'd bought a suit. All right. I bought a nice, nice burgundy suit, got it f- tailored and fitted, and I, and I'd taken an extra couple, 50 bucks with me. And I went and I went to go play blackjack because why good for you I mean, why you're, not you're I New needed Vegas. that experience I sat in a suit and I played blackjack you bought
0: a suit just to play blackjack just I mean, to that's play great. blackjack
1: I wanted the experience I had a martini shaken not stirred okay. I'm mixing my metaphors but it was okay it was awesome alright <laughs> and I no longer have those $50 but I I did have that experience. So, yeah, those stories definitely control what we expect a place to look like. I mean, and and what we expect a place to be like. Like, honestly, you and I live in California. Yeah. I'm sure people have expectations of of San Francisco.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if you go to San Francisco and there's no bread bowl, you know, clam chowder on every street corner, people are going to get mad. They have to. It's like hot dogs in New York. Yeah. But there are those rare moments where you actually, like, there's a lot of things that, yeah, you go to New York and, of course, the chestnuts um, roasting on the street, they do smell exactly like you'd imagine. And it is awesome. And A lot of things are true to what you think. But then sometimes, like in Midnight in Paris' case,
1: it's all a lie. You had your cheese and your wine and your bread, but you didn't have any lights.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, it just doesn't really exist exactly how you imagine sometimes. The beautiful
1: part of it is, though, is that the travel story that you just told, I think is a lot more interesting than saying, oh, yeah, I went to Paris and I had the Midnight in Paris experience.
0: No, it is. It's it's interesting. You
1: got your own unique story. Travel stories are are valuable, I think.
0: Yeah, and one day I want to go to Ireland and see if that, Anything about Ireland in, in the films I, I and the better, books it is, is the be same.
1: all green and I better have a pint of Guinness in my hand. We'll and see. And I better hang out with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we'll see. He's not even Irish.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in for this Talk. We'll see you guys in
1: two weeks. Why don't he hurry on? Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. I hope you guys had a good time with your family. Happy the, Thanksgiving. Turkey, cranberry sauce all that pumpkin all, pie, that. all of it yeah if you enjoyed this episode we heard you we plead with you we beg of you to uh rate uh, review i we, don't know about we, beg but okay, we'd, we'd go, love it it'd we, be great we, it would it would make our holiday season complete if you would leave a review for our sure. podcast because it's really the only way that we raise and go up in the rankings it's the only way that we raise not awareness but people know about the podcast and they listen to it And if you like it hopefully other people do too yeah, and also we'd like to thank uh, Incompetech.com as well as Free Music Archive for providing
0: the music. It's been great. they are awesome resources. We're going to provide more details in the description below.
1: If you want to get a hold of us to either ask if you can be involved, or just want to say hi, or you want to add topics to our evergreen bank of wonder or whatever we call it. The evergreen, just the... The green, bank. The, green, you, the greenery. <laughs> you can, oh no, that's not happening. You, can, uh, you yeah. can tweet at us. You can send us a twit. <laughs> a twitter you can send, I'm, I'm the twitter person you can send us at Evergreencast and we will we will respond i will respond i swear i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna go now
0: thank you so much for enjoying today's episode of evergreen today's evergreen episode this is our 10th episode it's been awesome hopefully we'll get 10 more in our big pockets
1: Oh my god! Everyone has a story. And anyone can tell
0: a story.